0: He's got the and, skits and all the best that you like
1: It's David Stevens and Jacobites Hello and welcome to Jacobites, the official podcast for Jacobite Productions I'm David Stevens, and each episode I'll be talking to different members of the society about their role And a little bit about them in general So for tonight we have three guests here for you uh, We've got the glamorous Miss Charlie White Say hello Charlie Hiya yeah. uh, The ray of sunshine that is Kate Victoria Hello. And the inventor of the crab dance uh, is Mr. Richard Smith. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> all right, great to see you all, guys. So what we're going to do to start off with is I've got a couple of questions for you, for each of you to answer. If we could go Charlie, Katie, then Richard. So question one, how did you get involved with the society?
2: Um, so I came out of school i think or i've been involved in a few amateur dramatics and i was with another theater group and they were um doing something with jacobite i was in a play that they were doing in collaboration with jacobite and i did that um that was i want to say that was cherry tree um and then that led me on to doing this so i kind of got to know them through another company that were working alongside
1: them okay katie
0: um (laughs) Mine's slightly more embarrassing. I had a misunderstanding with the director.
1: You have to elaborate here.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know how exactly. Um, we become friends on Facebook, as I don't know who had added whoever, but we both network um, and he shared something about a particular politician uh, with a quote and, and it, um, saying all of the, the bad things that this politician had done and ended with I'm a prize swear word. And then I commented, thinking I'm being very funny. No, you're a full-fledged see you next Tuesday. (laughs) Now the director thought I was talking to him. He said, actually it's fully-fledged. Full-fledged does not mean anything. If you're going to be insulting, please do it with a degree of intelligence. And I was like, Uh, I was oh my gosh not only have I just been grammared by someone else, also he thinks I'm talking to him. And I was like, no, 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 I'm really sorry. I'm talking about this politician. And then we had a, a bit of a laugh about it and started talking about various projects that were on. And then he needed someone to fill in for either Pam or Rihanna and asked if I wanted to do a repo. So I did and the rest is history.
1: Great. Right. Uh, you can do some plugging here. I believe you, uh, you're involved with your own group as well, aren't you?
0: Yes, I'm costume department and an actress in my own production company.
1: And do you want to give them a name and shout out?
0: <laughs> All plays in trousers.
1: Okay, guys, so you can look them up as well. <laughs> it's not to say that we don't help other people out. And, uh, Richard, what about you then? How did you get involved?
3: Uh, with our, our esteemed writer, Dan Brothers. I've known Dan for many many years and um Dan got back into the acting scene a few years back when we were in a, a couple of shows together and uh, he suggested with my slightly flamboyant nature I might be quite useful for this part
1: <laughs> okay cool not that so- I would agree
3: with him of course
1: <laughs> <laughs> now then what's your favorite drama production that you've ever been involved in doesn't have to be something to do with this group it can be anything
2: Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm allowed to say two. I don't know why i to choose just one. So um, straight out of school, I was in, we did a Sarah Kane's psychosis. That was brilliant. And then probably the cherry tree, probably um, a tie for them. I don't think I can pick just one, but yeah, they're my top two, I'd say.
1: Okay. Do you want to tell us about the cherry tree? A lot of people have mentioned it. I'm not sure that much about it, but I understand there's got quite an interesting story behind
2: it. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a story behind it. Um, So Cherry Tree was the one that was in conjunction with the other company, there was a lot of fallings out, there was a lot of drama that wasn't meant to be in there, there was a lot of things that went wrong, Um, that play really shouldn't have happened, but we pulled it all together and it was really successful, like I said it's one of my favourite ever plays, great bunch of people, a lot of those are in Jacobites now doing productions and stuff, Um, but yeah that should not have happened because there was so much that went wrong um, with like the writer and just so much drama, but we pulled it off and I think that made it even better even better for it, so it was amazing.
1: Cool. Katie, what, uh, what's what been your uh, favourite production you've ever worked on?
0: I think it was um, a pantomime version of Robin Hood. Uh, it was a version of, anyway, uh, it was a low budget production, but I got to play Maid Marian, and after the pantomime was over, all the little girls just wanted a picture taken with me, and my heart melted. My icy heart melted. Um, See, so yeah, I think it was, just, it was just such a wonderful experience having that sort of, that exposure, I think. And it was, I mean, you know, pantomime, it's really over the top, so you can really let yourself go. Love pantomime.
1: Well, I've got a mirror to that in that I actually had a lady in the pantomime I was in last to bring her small child into the dressing room to show her that actually I wasn't really evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Richard then, what's her uh, favourite production you've ever worked on?
3: been a few in in recent years. Um, There there was the one that never was which is when we were trying to put on uh, Shrek with uh, an operatic society um, which Covid paved way to that one one move after another after six months of rehearsal but that was exceptionally fun Um, but actually one that probably Dan mentioned I think when he did the, the, the podcast a while ago which was a play called The Lady Killers and there was, you know, five, five of us guys prancing around on stage like idiots, falling out of windows and hiding in cupboards. And you know, it was, which role it was were you playing? Really good fun. I can't even remember his name now. It's the Romanian, the hit, the, the hitman. I had to just look miserable and moody and throw around a knife a little bit, and then ah. come to a sticky end with a broken neck. Um, just a
2: normal day, then. <laughs>
3: yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that show uh, when it premiered. Very, very
3: entertaining. Mm. It's good, it's good fun. And again, a bit, bit like a Pantone, the more excessive you make it actually, just the, the slapstick comes across.
1: What's been your biggest challenge when you've been working on the production? And we'll go backwards this time. Richard, we'll start with you. Challenge?
3: Um, I don't think so. This production, well, this production was, was probably COVID to start with, but um, no, I'd probably say, you know, I do find it you know, quite good fun and quite easy going actually to be honest if, if, if you didn't you probably shouldn't be doing it um, but I think everyone's had the, the, the time where you've you know, died on stage because you've forgotten a line and you're staring at somebody intently for them to help you out and you feel like you stood there for a good 40 minutes when it's about three seconds um, and I do remember one of the, sort of the first ones I'd, I'd done when I got sort of back onto the stage I remember stood there just opposite this, this girl just staring into her soul hoping i'd find some lines in there somewhere um but they, they did finally come back and uh i was i was, I was mortified but everyone's just one of a good dramatic pause
0: um for me i was doing a production in the black country and um one of my actors got a concussion from one of some from some of the lighting equipment <laughs> so within 30 minutes we were going on stage So I called one of my closest friends and said, "Look, even if you need to go on with a script, just please fill in. And she did, and she didn't go on with a script at all. She was brilliant. She was very, very good.
3: say this about scripts. I went to see a show a couple of years ago, and there was a a person in the show who was supposed to be from the council. Um, So the whole show, they were walking around with a a clipboard and a pen, (laughs) and I found out um, after the show when I saw a friend of mine who was in it he said no they were stand-in, and she had the script because they'd come in that that day before and had no idea because it looked like it was a prop that she carried around the whole show yeah but I have no excuse for 13
1: days the fact that I'm always sat there making my police notes with half the script written down on them <laughs> <laughs> okay then Charlie what about you
2: Oh I think it's definitely got to be Covid but I do a Halloween event every year it was cancelled last year at Dr Frights and I was Barton and it's a bit different um, but it's jumping out at people just not really scary for Halloween and I think it's got to be when people punch and slap you they do it accidentally but having to carry on after that you know because the adrenaline's high but having to carry on when somebody just slapped yours shoveling your toes or pushed you against the wall um normally you don't actually notice do think oh Someone just punched me. And then afterwards, you're like, okay, someone punched me. Like, once you're in the dressing rooms after finishing, you think, right, that actually hurt. <laughs> but yeah, you I just, think that's probably one of the best poses. <laughs> yeah, that's how we um, determine who was the best actor that day, who got punched the most.
3: You get to the end and you don't actually need any makeup because you're just covered in bruises, and you look half dead.
2: Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. All
3: right. Next,
1: we have what's been your most embarrassing moment on stage? And Kate, we'll start with you this time.
0: Blimey, Um, most embarrassing moment. I know, Um, (laughs) during one of our performances, um, a dog walked in, came on the stage and we all just kind of froze and like, I don't know what to do here, we all just kind of froze. And it was just his dog and we were just like, do we carry on, do we not? And then as soon as we'd finally got rid of the dog, Someone uh, from the audience said, "Do you mind if I just um go move my car? I've only got half an hour left parking." And we're like, <laughs> and we literally stayed. The production stayed still until that person got back. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I could die! I just want this night to be over." So that was an awful, awful night. <laughs>
1: uh, Charlie. <laughs>
0: um so on my first year in one of these
2: scare mazes I was playing a possessed girl and I was stood on this near this whiteboard pretending to scratch the wall was really creepy acting possessed and we have four guys that walk around the managers that come and check that we're okay if we need any water and I was stood there scratching this wall and I saw the, this guy walk in and I thought it was one of the managers because I just didn't really know who was who and he leant against this wall he obviously wasn't scared of me obviously doing wasn't like a great job and he was like, oh, like, how's your night? How's it going? And I thought it was one of the managers. So I completely dropped character, start talking to him. Halfway through, I realised he is a customer. So I literally had to just jump straight into like being scared again. I Luckily, I did scare him. He legged it out. But um, yeah, for that good like two minutes, I was literally dropped character, just talking to him, having a little chat. And I think it scared him more because I did do that and then jumped straight back and scared him. Um, it was embarrassing. though. Like I haven't forgotten that in like six years. <laughs> Never made that mistake again. Now, if a manager comes around, I just talked to them in character. Uh, just, just to be safe.
3: <laughs> I'm Richard? Um, I was just thinking, and, 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 and I almost forgot this and how I would ever have forgotten this, I have no idea. But we did a production of The Hired Man at, at a theatre and it's a musical, um, I don't know if anybody's seen it, but we there was there was one scene where we were, there, we were supposed to be in the trenches, it's set in you know, at the end of the Victorian, First World War time. And uh, there was four of us sat there. We were in the middle of a, of a song and we had a power cut in the theater. So the whole theater just went, went poof, everything went off. And I remember the four of us were just laid there. We just stood there and sort of, right, what's happened here? None of them had any idea what, what to do. And of course the, the, house, the emergency lights came on. So of course that wall of darkness that you get when you're in the theater so you can't see the whites of everybody's eyes disappears. And you're there in front of an audience of a hundred something people like you might have to put a noise in here david <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we gonna do and we probably were there for a, a good you know a couple of minutes and i think we kind of started nattering and much like just shovel off stage left or just disappear back off and find out lucky that you know that you know that the um front of the house came in and sort of said this was what was happening and then it, it, it probably went it was about a good fifteen-minute power cut, and they were saying, "Right, just hang fire. We'll see if it comes on. We'll give it twenty minutes." And then all of a sudden, it came back up. It's like, "Right, we'll start from that scene again, and we'll, we'll start it again." And we did that. We did that scene, and then it sort of jumps between being in the trenches and then back in the, um, you know, back into the story. And uh, it was we, we doing. We did. We did probably eighty percent of that song, and there was there was a, there was a girl doing her part, and. She, very, you know, very upset about losing her son and so on and so forth, and the power went out again for a se- for a second time, and she just carried on just singing it a cappella, and um, it, it and and then that song ended, and everyone could just just seem to kind of take over and just carry on doing the next song a cappella, and then about halfway through that song, the um, the lights came back up again. And we ended up finishing about the last 10 15 minutes. And, and to be fair, it was, you just, nobody knew what to do. But we did get the most rapturous round of applause <laughs> I think I've ever heard. Well, very professional. Just uh, keep carrying on. How, like how to, to deal with two power cuts in one show. <laughs>
0: keep calm and carry on.
3: It, it was just, it was just the fact that everyone just looked at each other and
0: thought, what else are we going to do? <laughs> That's what we had with the dog. We're like, oh gosh, what do we do? <laughs> the thing with the dog,
3: do? people could have, proved, people probably assumed that it was part of the, you know, the set, unless you're in like a, doing an alien show or something at the
0: moment.
3: Quite true. Okay,
1: last question for this section then. Uh, if you could pick any role or any production that you'd like to do next, uh, what kind of thing would you pick?
2: Oh, that's tough. Um, I think I'd like to do something comedic, something comedy, just because I've done a range of things, but comedy, I just haven't dipped my toe into it yet. I don't know why. Um, I'd like to try something different because I normally do characters that are quite professional, prim and proper. So it'd be nice to do something a little bit different. So I'm open to anything, um, comedic probably, um, be good to do.
3: Um, I enjoy I enjoy musicals. I don't do enough of them, and uh, you know I probably didn't go to a musical college to get all the decent parts. But um, you know, probably, it, it, and that's why it's sort of disappointing when when sort of Shrek didn't go ahead, but. You know, I'd probably like to do a West Side Story and a fairly good-sized stage or, you know, something like that.
1: Who do you been cast in in Shrek, then?
3: Uh, we would be as, as a multitude of parts. because um, I so say, there was sort of four large parts and everyone had to work, don many hats. So it was a pig, a guard, a knight, um, many random... Um, I forgot the name of the... the lock patrons as well so it was uh, it was it was very silly but actually i think um northampton musical theater company are, are putting it on later on in the year or early next year as well so
1: i think sometimes that's more uh, in comedies where you get to just switch between parts it can be more fun than doing a big I,
3: th- I think yeah if it's small there's, no, there's nothing worse i think than you know you're sat in a theater for two hours to do a part <laughs> for about four lines so you'd rather have like Twenty-four lines of four different
1: characters. Then, and... yeah. I mean, I'm I'm doing Jacobite's next production, Twisted. You know, everyone go out buy tickets, um, and I'm playing the main character, but he's, he's a bit straight-laced and boring. Whereas everyone else gets to play these fun little parts, these character roles that just pop up and crop up. And I was like, yeah, it's the kind of t- only time I've been thinking, well, I don't want to be the main role. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm sidetracking by myself here. Eh?
3: Um, it is fun to be you? the main role, but you don't get any chance to mess around and lark about offside of stage and try and put people off and <laughs> all, the, all the good stuff that everyone does. You are you're you come off at the end and go, come and give me a drink.
1: Katie, what about you then? What's your ideal future project?
0: Alice in Wonderland straight up. I love weird and scary
1: shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair
3: enough. <laughs> so, so you and Charlie would get on really well at the Fright Night thing then, yeah?
2: <laughs> yeah you need to come along for a few nights definitely I'm recruiting you you need to come this year <laughs> oh,
3: definitely. I've, I've been told, <laughs> told it's really good I've ever
2: been but... that'll be our next Jacobite team out in there. Like like need to go oh, definitely,
1: definitely. <laughs> I, I used to do like those ghost walk things so people would walk around Leicester and they'd be hearing about these sort of stories of you know this ghost was it and I'd just be dressed up in full costume just lurking around and jumping but one time I had to go on the bus in full
3: costume, and it's like, "Did you um, have a top hat? <laughs> I did actually. I, you, I, I, can, a, I can see you wearing a top hat, David. I,
1: I had a top hat and one of those old walking canes, but mm. I worried that people might think I was it was a weapon. So when I was on the bus, don't ask me why I'd got it down my trouser leg. It, it, just, even more leg. No, it just looked. I was just walking with a, a, a straight leg. <laughs> I don't know. Right, now we're going to move on to the current project, the nearly completed 13th Day of Christmas, which all of us here are starring in. So, first of all, Katie, what most appeals to you about 13th Day of Christmas? What made you think you wanted to be part of it?
0: Um, Well, I did the reading um, and was cast as Rihanna, which is great, Uh, but then I read the full script and I was like, I need to be part of this.
1: This is going to be amazing. It was very good.
2: Very good script. Charlie? I love police dramas. I read the scripts. Like, I'm a big fan of Bodyguard and um, The Fall, like Bits that, and Bobs, like that on Netflix. I saw it and I thought, yeah, just like okay, this is going to be brilliant. Um, I can't remember who I auditioned for. I think I auditioned for one of the male parts. They weren't male parts to start with. Um, then I was cast as June. And I actually can't think of any character I'd rather be than June. So it's worked out really well. But, like, hey, I read the script and thought, yeah, this is going to be really good because I love the range of characters. They're all very different. Um, the story's got so many twists in it as well, which I like. Um, and it, I was going to
0: say, are we allowed to? But yeah, it was a twist. That.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're allowed to talk <laughs> about anything except the big one at the end. You know, when it, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what got me. That's what really got me. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be part of
1: this. Okay, and Richard,
3: what about you? Oh, I was, oh yeah. I've, uh, I've known Dan for a long time, and he wanted me to, uh, to, to, to play this role, and I was very keen to do so. And he did ask me to read the script, and I said, you know, tell me a little bit about it, and it was giving me a bit of an insight. And then I thought to myself, actually, because I've, I haven't got a, a large part in it, I'd rather not know, so I haven't read the whole script. I've got a good understanding of what happens, but I'd rather watch it Probably fast forward through my bits so, and then, uh, and, then <laughs> and then find out what all the twists are at the end. So just why well, we didn't say anything there. Exactly. Can <laughs> you turn up right at the very end, David? Mm.
1: Well, I think my day is actually going to be the last day of shooting. So, which is funny because we did our scene on what must have been the first day of shooting, I think, probably, didn't we?
3: I, th- I, th- I, think, re- uh, I think Katie and I did the very first scene to be shot. Um, yeah. And by the sounds of it, we're probably going to be the very last one as well, because I think we've got one more to do.
2: Best till last.
3: And I think we've talked about characters. Uh, let's
1: hear a bit about them. Uh, Richard, tell us about your character, whose name temporarily escapes
3: me. Pete. Pete, Rihanna's bestie friend is, as you can imagine, um, excitable, exuberant and a little bit catty and a little bit bitchy. Um, but uh, he's, uh, he's there to support her and, and tell her that she's, she's just wonderful.
1: And Katie, is Rihanna uh, all these things that Pete's uh, telling you that he is?
0: I don't think she's fabulous, no. I just think Pete is very kind. Um, Rihanna's quite unfeminine, but she seems comfortable being who she is. Um, she doesn't wear makeup. Um, she's, uh, she's just one of those who... And I think she's very comfortable with being who she is, she's not afraid to be herself, and I quite admire that in her.
1: And uh, Charlie, what about you?
2: Oh, well, June has two sides to her. She's very career driven, very straight laced at work, um, quite young. And she's woman, like the rest of the coppers are quite a bit older than her, but she's climbing the ranks quite quickly. And I'd say image is very important to her. But then the other side to that is that basically in her spare time, she likes to jump into bed with as many guys as possible. And that's basically June. <laughs> that sums her up.
0: Yeah, she's, a she's a little sweetheart though. You can see that because she, she shows a big care for her boss. She's like, oh, she does show that she's worried. I think she's a sweetheart really. That is very true.
1: I think she's, one thing I've noticed actually through the script is it's like, that everyone's like, oh, this is really out of character for the boss and that. But I think he's a bit of a deal to start with, to be honest.
0: Oh, yeah, he's an ass. I agree.
3: Um, Full of her own self importance, probably. <laughs> Full of his own self importance. very
0: nice person, to be honest. <laughs>
3: um, sorry, Matthew. It's all right. I'm sure he's been called a lot worse. So, now so was we- it Matthew that you had a row with, Katie? <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't mean it. I like him. I'm so sorry. Please don't hit
1: now, we all know about Matthews uh, being a troll on Facebook. It's it's well known.
2: Yes. That's almost... a personality trait, that.
0: In fact, can I change my answer? Can that be my most embarrassing moment? Because I think that would be... Even now, <laughs> whenever we're working together. I'm like, oh, God, does he remember? Yeah. I hope he doesn't remember me calling him to see you next Tuesday. Even fair, though I didn't think... actually... I didn't actually.
3: I think most of our embarrassing moments should all be doing that dancing in the film. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You started that,
1: so you can't say that.
3: Well, you know. So for listeners out there,
1: one of the earliest scenes we did is everyone was in a nightclub and our characters were not in the scene, but we needed more bodies. So we were all stood at the back.
3: Facing the other way.
1: (laughs) Facing the other way, so no one would recognise that it was uh, us and not our characters. Dancing very badly. And miming drinking over and over again with water, <laughs> might I add, we never got given any uh, anything other than water, which is didn't terrible. somebody get
3: some watered down cheap Coke, Coca Cola, at some point?
0: Oh yeah, that was vile. Uh,
1: yeah, we tried that one take, and it, and it <laughs> just, we decided really? not to do that ever again. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> I was I was saying that's peculiar, wasn't it? Because this was still in. A softer period of lockdown. So we were allowed to do it because of the various rules that worked out. But it was, I think it must have been like the first time most of us have been in a nightclub for ages, even though we were shooting. But it was like, oh, we're miming doing a rave or whatever because we haven't been to an actual. <laughs> don't breathe
3: rave. on anybody. Yeah. <laughs> in my st- case, I
0: think it was, it's been many years since I've been in a nightclub. No, I think I was 19 the last and
3: time. you just such a young whippersnapper. That was only a couple of months ago, was not it? Oh, <laughs> you've That That's a very peaked comment, actually, I think.
0: I think that actually. Bye-bye. <laughs> you're,
3: bye. you're just beautiful, darling.
0: <laughs> oh, thanks, sweetie. What would I do without you?
3: Mm, be on your own, probably. <laughs> I am!
1: <laughs> now, I'm going to what we call the questions from the floor, which are the random ones that I've had sent in from various people. Let me see. I've got a few for you. First one is... If you could pick a cartoon character uh, to be, who would it be, and why? Who wants to go mm. first?
3: Who first? Um, just probably for stupidity's sake and nostalgia's sake, it would probably have to be like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> just for just just to be silly, probably. Fair enough.
0: Um, can we choose people from the comic book worlds?
3: <clears throat> yep,
1: if they count as a cartoon. Yep.
0: Poison ivy, because I totally agree with her standpoint. Get rid of other people in place of plants. Love it.
3: I could see you as poison mm. ivy, to be fair. It's funny <laughs> you should say that, actually. So, mm.
1: when I get onto the next question, but um, Charlie, what about you? Oh,
2: my mind has gone completely blank. Um, I'll probably be Daphne off a ski we just because of how glam she is. You've got cool, Daphne. isn't it? <laughs> 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 I totally take that. Thank you. You were so glad, actually. You
1: could be, you could be, nothing. I'm getting a very no. loving environment uh, today, which is very refreshing,
3: you know. Do you, look, do, like you look you do you look good in a big roll neck? Don't they all big roll neck jumpers in Scooby-Doo?
0: That's
2: no, Velma. I really do not. I get double chins. Oh, I, I avoid <laughs> roll necks.
0: <laughs> no, that's Belma. I could do that. I could cut my hair in a bob. I think <laughs> it could work. There you go. And Maybe I'm that's an idea well. for the next play. Yes. <laughs> we do. Yeah, I'm talking to you as well. So it totally work.
3: But can you do the voices?
2: Not in the moment, but I probably could if I (laughs) practice. Who's volunteering for
1: Scooby? Oh, Scooby-Doo. Nailed it. I can see that one. Right. The next one is a bit, in fact, it's a bit deep. Um, If you could do one thing to improve, I think this one is for you, Katie, actually. If you could do one thing to improve the natural environment uh, due to humanity's impact on it, what would it be? This is definitely the most serious question I've been sent.
0: Kill people! No. Um, it would definitely be um, create a protected space, of the, uh, create the rainforest as a protective space, because they produce 50% of the world's oxygen. We need the trees. Carbon dioxide in, in the atmosphere isn't a problem. We just don't have enough trees to offset it. This is the issue, so yeah, I'd create a, a the I'd make make sure all rainforests were protected spaces. Cool.
1: Does anyone else uh, care to uh, put in there? Is it two cents?
2: Do you know what I, I be- watched? See, C- oh no, you go, load. you no, go go for on, it. Cool. <laughs> Okay, thanks. I've watched um, Seaspiracy on Netflix um, a couple of months ago. Just stumbled across it, and that's about the fishing industries. And I'm not vegan. Um, I mean, I've tried, but I haven't ever stuck to it, and. Now I cannot eat fish. I just did not realise the impact that fishing and how it happens and how unethical it is. Um, so I think that's got to change with the fishing industry, that sort of thing. Um, so I don't eat fish anymore and I am trying to go vegan, but I think it's just so hard hitting. I think everybody should watch the documentary. It's crazy.
3: I hear what you say about this, the, the, the seas and what's in it. Cause I, I, I'm a big, uh, it winds me up the amount of plastic that's used um and of course obviously they've got everything driving to keep it out of the seas and whatnot but there's you know go back 30 40 50 years ago every you know you didn't have fifty thousand plastic bottles and billions of coffee cups and all. you know things were used in glass bottles they were washed out you know wood bottles glass anything that could be reused and recycled but it's just too much plastic
0: it's because it's cheap i think
3: yeah of course it's yeah yeah it's just everyone thinks with everyone thinks with a pocket
0: this keeps me awake and not, honestly
3: oh i wouldn't go that far but
1: you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah katie i think you sound like my mom's is basically like yeah we need to we need because we need less people it's like wow that got dark no, no.
0: Yeah. i am not i'm not i'm not actually poison ivy i don't want to kill the people
3: <laughs> just gonna go for a bit of bit of general murder on a thursday why not
1: i'll <laughs> <laughs> sort
3: it out well, in that case, we'll a very finish... good copper in this. If you're going to go around killing people, <laughs> well, hmm. um, mm. we'll finish on a
1: lighter note then. Uh, now, I've got two possible questions, but I think I'm going to go with the slightly less immature one, uh, which is um, uh, who tends to be the onset joker? Matthew. Yeah,
3: is that it's what we're going for? The loudest. Right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> in that case do we think he also falls under the second category which was uh who do we think's the smelliest cast member i
3: haven't got I close he to that me. many covid and all that
1: i <laughs> uh, just you know i don't normally tell people uh who was asked the questions but that uh the second one was from his wife so yeah i think probably hoping it wasn't uh, <laughs> oh
0: my gosh he's amazing
1: <laughs> looks like we're nearly out of time now we've had a I'd say it's been a very nice uh, to uh, talk to all three of you, especially since we've not seen each other in quite a while now. Mm. So that just remains for me to say. I've been David Stevens for Jacobite and uh, I've been speaking with Richard. Hello. Joe, Katie. Bye. And Charlie. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. He's got the interviews and skits all the best you like. It's David Stevens and Jacobites.